You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and every week I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a natural path fitness expert and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. To sauna or not to sauna? That is the question. Hello and welcome to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and we are going to be talking all things sauna, infrared saunas today with pretty much a sauna guru. So I'm super excited to have Steve Daffer on the show. He is president and owner of, it's called Cyberitic, but it's actually a new name now. It's called Wellness USA. He began his 32-year career in health, beauty, fitness industry. That was back in 1986. And his company is headquartered right here in Minnesota. But Steve is a true pioneer in the wellness spa and medical spa industry. And he holds over 110 U.S. and worldwide patents for health and fitness capsules, wellness pods, infrared saunas, and spa aesthetic body treatment machines. In fact, I was just in Grapevine, Texas, not too long ago with my best girlfriend. And we were at this spa facility. And I saw one of his pods and I mentioned it to the gal that was working. And she said, oh yeah, we talked to the guy who, who made these all the time. He does these education seminars. And I said, yeah, Steve from Minnesota. She's yeah. Anyway, small world, but he has been all over the world speaking of small world, but also all around the U S he is the world's original inventor of the first health environment capsules and wellness pod product lines for wellness centers, fitness spas. Uh, and spas and med spas. And in 2014, he changed his company founded it actually as Wellness USA, which focuses on the new wellness technology equipment that helps people perform a healthy lifestyle activities to better uh, their wellness and have a better life. So he has since 1989, he's had more than 30,000 cocoon infrared wellness pods, alpha dermalife and slimline health capsules that have been made in the U.S. that have been sold in 70 different countries worldwide. It's so phenomenal. He has just been a pioneer in this space. So I'm so excited to have him on because he is just a wealth of information. He's passionate. He loves Jesus. He has a JD from Hamlin University School of Law and a BA from the University of Minnesota. He's a friend of mine and Todd's, and we actually have one of his infrared saunas as well, but this is not any kind of infomercial at all. I just want to educate you on saunas. So I hope you are blessed with all that that Steve has to share about saunas and just how they're made, the history of them and all that good stuff. So anyway, help me welcome in Steve Daffer. Well, Steve, welcome to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I am so happy that you're here because you are just a wealth of information as it pertains to all things sauna. (laughs) And first of all, before we even get started here, I would love for you to just dive into maybe the history of saunas. And because I think a lot of people don't really have a good, solid understanding of 
how they got started and why they're so beneficial today. But let's talk about the history of what you know of saunas and how you started to get into what you have developed yourself with the Wellness USA system. Okay, Wendy, that's a great, I think it's a great starting point and it's a nice overview to where we're going to end up. So we'll start, as you said, what is the history of sauna? I think that if you look at it from a cultural point of view, you, suddenly you realize that what we are calling sauna is actually the use of heat to in some way either purify or be a healing mechanism or for release. But if you look at the cultures, if you look at it from a, like a cultural anthropology point of view, you have a worldwide acceptance or you realize it's been with us for millennia. If you look in the, if you look at the Greeks, the father of medicine uh, he, uh, felt that if you give somebody the ability to, with heat, they can pretty, they felt they could cure anything and they would bury people up to their, in their whole bodies, which is even the head and neck coming out in heat in order as a mechanism to try to induce a fever like us from the body using the heat and the immune systems, then escalation in response to the heat to try to destroy what would perhaps the invading either a fungus or a parasite or a virus or bacteria, which are all called the stranger signals that can affect the body. There's a whole nother body of what are called danger signals that become a lot more complex that our immune system tries to respond to. And that but many times those are signals that are happening inside our body that can be caused by like, toxic pollution or perhaps bad nutrition or what ends up becoming what they would call an autoimmune disorder where our, we don't know the causation. It's not one of the four stranger signals, which are obviously exterior forces that end up causing a problem for the body. As I mentioned, the fungus, parasite, a bacteria or a virus so the whole other body of problems that will give us various types of illnesses, such as the cancers or autoimmune type disorders, rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera, we really don't know the causation of those. And as your immune system tries to respond and rid the body of that, the immune system also then becomes a problem because it continually is trying to solve a problem that it doesn't really, it's not equipped to do, whether it might be, I mentioned a toxic exposure of some sort of nutritional type deposit. All of that though, going back to what I was saying with the Greeks were saying that the body, you use the, the heat as a means to try to eradicate whatever might be the problem. So that was the Greek approach. The the Greek also had the hot springs, so there's the hot sulfur baths, and that culture really was transformed, was taken over by the Romans, where they have, we have this history in the Roman cultures of the hot baths and the sulfur baths, etc. <clears throat> you find over in the culture of Japan, they have literally over 20,000 hot spring resorts in the country of Japan. They happen, Japan happens to sit on the volcanic, one of the ring of fire there in the Pacific. So they have the culture they've always had using what we would think of as like a hot tub or again, but it's immersion in hot water or sometimes the hot water that's literally organically impregnated with the sulfur or the magnesium or whatever might also add an additional benefit. Or in Norway, Norway. 
absolutely yeah then you get up into the northern cultures such as norway all the scandinavian cultures the german culture but especially scandinavia across over into russia so there you have the traditional what we think of as the word sauna sauna comes from the scandinavian in russia it's called banya b-a-n-y-a and they have their own but it's basically the same tradition but it's the use of room an enclosure that's going to have some type of a heating mechanism. And then there's a lot of different practices, whether to try to, to using the birch or the different leaves to, to, to try to aromatize or use that as part of the response. But so that's what we think of as a sauna or a Finnish sauna. You look at the American Indian or indigenous cultures where you have the, the, the huts. Yeah, the huts, the purification ceremonies, you go down into the Maya and the outside, what they call the cenotes, these big springs. They have the small, if you go, if anybody's been to by Cancun, there's a real famous Mayan site called Chichen Itza. There at the cenote, you'll see a little bitty stone enclosure right on the precipice of this big cenote, this big open, what looked like mini lake. And that was a purification or, and again, using the heat to again cause the sweating, but then the American Indian, I mean, it's throughout history. It is. And, and it's about the extreme temperatures that causes our body to go into a different state and to show up differently and to release more human growth hormone and all kinds of things that can change the way in which our body is responding to disease or any kind of pathogen that's going on. And I love that you have just been studying saunas and infrared and all of this for for what 30 how many basically years? yeah 1986 <laughs> to a uh, machine coming out of australia that was a lay, you laid in the machine it looks like a tanning bed called a vibrosan but that was the basics of my original exposure prior to that as a kid and everything i don't here in minnesota we are this state of Minnesota and Alaska happen to have per capita more saunas than any state in the United States. And I think we actually are ahead of the state of Alaska because we have, historically, we have a lot of German and the Scandinavian cultures, especially the Finnish, Mm -hmm. literally the babies were born in the sauna because it was one of the more purified places and had heat. Amazing. And I think with the U.S., there, there, they're not as educated on saunas because it's not as much as the culture. And so with saunas starting to become not a new trend, but a new trend to the U.S. kind of, it just seems we're infants in this understanding of saunas. And yet, like you said, it's been, it's, they've been used for centuries in other countries and cultures, and it's just so normal. So why do you think it's taken so long? We're a new country, of course, compared to the others. But why do you think it's taken so long for us to flip the script and have an understanding of saunas and it become more of a mainstream? I can only I'll give you my opinion. First of all, I do agree that in the last only maybe two, three years, and I think the COVID even has helped what I'm going to call a tipping point, this famous mm-hmm. issue, but mm-hmm. a phenomenon called a tipping point. Today, we've hit some tipping point where this, what we're talking about is suddenly there's a huge awareness and demand. And now, and also the whole advent of the internet and this ability to spread information to the world, it suddenly the concept of how a sauna can be tremendously helpful for your enjoyment of life, what I would call wellness, which is both your mental stress reduction, 
your ability to have your body cleansed, to lift your spirits, to maybe use the sauna as a means to try to combat and shorten the cold. Everything that we would call the tremendous benefits that go with, that do come from the use of sauna. There's been a tipping point reached where it's now, we it seems like it's the new soup de jour where people want to talk about the benefits of sauna and what's the different types of saunas. But I think... It is like anything that because in the U.S. we absolutely did not have a sauna culture and there's not that many places in the world. If you say the world's got 200 countries, if you look at the makeup of the world, sauna is not that prevalent in what you would call the non, whatever's a country that doesn't have a historically cold type of climate, you're not going to find a sauna culture. And that Today, those cultures that are Indonesia, the Philippines, which is a much, I think, a larger the population density of the world is not centered in these cold extremes, but it's it hasn't been something that was part of that culture. Although, to a small extent, when I'm saying that the Mayans used the sauna, what we would call a sauna, that was more of a purification, but it wasn't ceremony where they recognized that somebody could be purified through the sauna, but it wasn't something that they did as a response to, my gosh, it's 25 below, and we're going to have a winter of seven months of darkness, and this is a nice way to spend a weekend, such as a Finnish culture or the Russian culture or the in the, in the German culture, the spa bathing, etc. It's with part of, I think, a response to the weather and the climate, as opposed to that it's the cultural norm. If you live by the ocean and you're on the beach, you're not, you are very much going to be engaged in with an activity and a lifestyle responsive to the ocean. It's not something you're going to be going in your sauna. Yeah, you have to be intentional. Intentional thing. A lot of times I believe the weather was very historically very much responsible for making it intentional because if you're freezing cold, it's a nice thing to go get warm in your sauna. And it really And yet it's also good to be freezing cold. Think of the Wim Hof method and everyone doing the plunges and the cryotherapy and all that. So there's the two extremities, temperature that can really change the state of how your body is responding to all things, even recovery from a workout or just, you know, the neurons in your brain, how they're firing and wiring all of it. But I wanted to, I just kind of wanted to get that little quick history because I know you're a history buff also, and you've been all around the world times and you just have so much knowledge, but what has made your saunas? And, and I will say that Todd and I do have one of your saunas and we love it. And we are in that sauna at least five times a week. Thrilled to hear that. Yeah, no, we absolutely love it. It's a great, actually, we love to do our devotions and have our quiet time and do some prayer meditation in there as well. It's just a great uh, source for that. But yeah, we are sweating and it feels great. But what makes your saunas different? Your infrared saunas different? Yeah, I like to say we've taken the concept of sauna. We're now beyond sauna. Yeah, you're cutting edge. Yeah, we're very much cutting edge. We've added a lot of natural energies into that sauna enclosures, and I'll get to why we are beyond sauna. But just the general concept of sauna, there are different variations of sauna. So the traditional Finnish sauna is a convection heater where you're using the heat, and you you can either just heat the sauna much like you would an oven, 
or you then add to the, that heater, you add rocks. Yeah, where they throw water on the rocks. And I think most people are used to that. that is, that's called a convection sauna. Historically, that is probably the most famous concept of sauna. And that historically is what pretty much everybody thinks of as sauna. Beginning in about the late 1970s and 80s, starting mainly, mainly in Japan, was the concept of using infrared heaters to as a different type of source for the heat that you're going to use to, in, to heat the room or the enclosure that the person is in. And infrared, instead of producing the convection heat where you heat the air and the air heats the body, infrared is a type of heat source that produces a radiant heat. So it's the same type of heat that we receive from the sun. So infrared, it's actually called, that's a photon. And our bodies respond and absorb the photon. So instead of it heating the air and then the air heats me, the infrared actually goes into my body and it heats me from the inside out, just like the sun does. I got to put a pause on this real quick because I know someone listening right now is going to, is immediately probably thinking, uh-oh, wait a minute. Does this mean the sun, cancer? Let's talk about that because that's going to be popping in their minds. Okay. The, an infrared, the type of heat that's used in the infrared generally is called a far infrared heater. And what that means you're using the wavelengths that are called far infrared. The word infrared means the energy on the energy spectrum, we have the colors that we can see of blue and then followed by green and yellow and proceeding into orange and then red. Then what we no longer can see immediately after that on the, infra, on the electromagnetic spectrum is called infrared. Infra is the Latin word meaning after. So after red, I know I'll have continuing energy that's being absorbed by my body, and I need this energy. That's why we need sunlight, and I feel we are really missing in our modern world. We're spending all of our days in the enclosures. We've, we are, God didn't make us to, to be absent all the other creations that God has given to us that give us the energy to lead our life here on earth, preparing for eternity. And at so it's the sun is actually good energy. The, what burn, what causes this, this cancers in most respects is the energy that's to the left of the blue light, what's called UVC. So the ultraviolet A, B, and C, this is very active energy coming from the photons. And this is why we wear the sunscreens and all that. And too much of that literally is too violent in its, in its vibrational frequencies. And it can actually trigger the solar lentigos and the skin cancers that are not healthy. And that's why you have to be protected. When you start getting past that, you get over to the red. This, even though it's contra thinking, blue is actually the, we now should be protecting ourselves from too much blue light, the pixels and our screens, our phones, that blue light actually stimulates our body to produce what's called serotonin, which is very energetic. And you should not be practicing and looking at the phones and looking at your computer and your television and then going to sleep because you're not going to have a good night's sleep because no, it's going to mess up your circadian rhythm, the melatonin. But we historically think of blue as this calming in the sense that it is, can be mentally clarity and clearing because it does give you more mental energy, but if but it also can be the type of energy that's hard to close your eyes and then stop thinking. So blue is actually more energetic than it is calming, although it could be interpreted as a 
great period of clarity, but it's not calming. When you get over to red, historically, what we always think of as red is what we put in front of a bull to energize that bull. And I believe me, I think the bull is actually colorblind. And you can throw <laughs> that bull a paisley a sheet and he's still going to be angry. But it, the red isn't really what's energizing the bull or energizing. The red actually is what helps us maintain cellular balance in the sense that it gives us the, an energy, but it's a positive. It's not, it's producing more of the melatonin, which helps us sleep rather than the serotonin. This is what yes. we understand. So to the right of the red is are these wavelengths that we don't see, but they're very healthy and responsible for much of our biochemistry. And so at the point where we say, is this is going to be good for me? Yes, it is. Then you only you only, you you energize different types of minerals. And in the case of far infrared, the most common is a, are the heaters that are made from carbon. And when the carbon is then energized with electricity, the carbon resists the circulation of that electricity, and the resistance then sends out a a, a heating wavelength that our body receives as a far infrared. And far infrared is very positive, and it heats us from the inside out. What traditionally is used as a infrared sauna is a far infrared sauna, and that is the easiest, largest category. In our approach, knowing that, and that's what will be in almost every infrared sauna. However, there are people that have quartz lamps. There's different materials that actually will emit different wavelengths of infrared, but the most common is a far infrared, and that is it being absorbed basically by the water in your body. And then our, since we're about 90% water, we are actually heating. And then that radiates throughout our body and it's very positive. That's so good. And then your sauna is also, you're talking about the stone that you include uh, and that that's one of the things that makes your saunas different as well, including jade and uh, yeah, Himalayan sea salt. Yeah. Taking that same principle of you, you heat carbon and the carbon then emits a wavelength that's very positive and healthy for our body and very natural because it's a far infrared that our body wants to receive. And it's not on this coming from the spectrum that you would say we're worried about causing cancer. It's not, it's a smoother, less frequent wavelength, let's say. Right. And to the left of the, the blue down the UVC and cosmic rays and gamma, it sounds scary. The electromagnetic magnetic spectrum is huge and we're blocked by most of it by the by our atmosphere. So what we're talking about now is harnessing the energies that literally are very positive and give rise to our health. After the carbon, there are many other types of material that if we really want to make this a sauna experience, what you would call all-encompassing as far as bringing more natural energy and more health to the body, we know that. And having done that, our approach to making what we call our sauna wellness product line was to not just make another sauna that featured the far infrared, knowing what we've known, uh, we've taken and we've impregnated our all of our heaters with jade stone. Jade is very beautiful to look at. And in Asia, historically, for thousands of years, it's always been revered as a like a, a Precious, semi-precious gemstone, but it also has been called the healing stone. And it was because we can say today, jade happens to when it absorbs energy, it then gives off its own wavelength, 
In the same way carbon has a footprint, so does jade. And the footprint from jade is another form of a mid to far infrared that's very good for your body. So knowing we have the carbon, we said we are going to add another type of positive energy into our sauna wellness model. So we added the jade. At the same, in the same way of thinking, we decided we also know that today, I believe many people are aware of, and they're starting to hear the health benefits of what's called Himalayan salt. And Himalayan salt actually is not a sea salt, but it, it and it comes right from the Himalayan mountains, and it literally is was created by the pressurized of the, of this of over history, and it probably. They say between 250 million years old, these blocks of Himalayan salt, which is mind-boggling by itself. Right. Yeah. And it's being extracted both on the Indian side and the Pakistani side. They share this, the, along with the Chinese, they share this amazing mountain range, the Himalayas. So most of the Himalayan salt that we have in the United States, which is becoming very accepted for many uses from cooking to, in this case, to salt rooms, or we've now used it in our saunas. The Himalayan salt is actually made up of of 84 minerals, all compressed into that. So we've added Himalayan salt into the sauna. So as the sauna is heated up and the radiant heat is heating the entire structure, including the body, that Radiant heat is also heating up the Himalayan salt tiles. And it will emit. Minerals, yeah, those minerals then are turning around and they then they receive the energy from the far infrared and from the jade stones and they turn around and they emit their energy wavelength, which literally ionizes the air and it's very good for what you breathe. So in the same way that would be good to have a Himalayan salt lamp in your room or at your desk to purify the air or Salt is very good. It's a ger- anti-germicidal. It kills bacteria. It's very good to breathe salt air. Why they used to have tuberculosis, TB, uh, teriums at uh, by the ocean side. The salt air is very good. It helps. No, I love this, Steve, and I geek out on this because when we talk about energies and and just the healing powers that that God has created and the supplies within this earth. And I just love that. But I think sometimes people get a little tripped up on that. If I kind of want to talk about that for a moment, if you want to, about energy, woo, they get, because my audience is more of a Christian faith-based audience. And, and, but let's go there. Cause I know you love Jesus too. And let's talk about that because we are energetic beings. We're the miracle. Uh, I should say this, everything that we see, the entire, everything in in its being all came from God's creation. God created. Yes. Spoke it into existence. Yeah. You don't have to be a scientist to embrace Christianity, or you can be a scientist and embrace Christianity. The principle, we just need to know that everything, the God created the heavens and the earth and everything. So we are part of God's creation. And we've been also given the blessing through the Lord Jesus Christ to be able to seek eternity through his having given us salvation to salvation. Okay. So I see that what we're doing, we are becoming aware of, we are a part of the world. We are also, we are not any different than the other beings and the life that we see in the way I interpret it, the trees, the grass, the fish, the animals. And all of these are part of the miracle of what God created. We have the same relationship within this universe of God's creation as all the other beings. Part of And part of who we are is we do need the energy 
that comes from the sun. The sun was created by the Lord. Okay, mm-hmm. everything. So we are intertwined with this energetic world. And we also have a finite amount of time on this earth. And the more we, we realize that it's a blessing that we're here and our relationship is within the God's creation and that we are a miracle and the more we can respect it and start to understand the sources of energy that we get and respect those, I think we'll have a healthier, more, a better wellness life. Amen. And a better world. And you talk about putting more positive energy, like literally within your saunas, and you're just a bundle of positive energy yourself. And, and I'm grateful for how God has wired you because you are a teacher, you, you're, and you're just a sponge, like you take knowledge, and then you want to share, you're just very adept at that. And that's a gift. But I'm, I'm, really wanting to talk to those that may think again, like this is woo woo and it's not just to understand that the healing power. And, I, and we're not going to be stating any claims on this podcast, but we are going to talk about some health benefits that these saunas have uh, really uh, established with a lot of people that you have witnessed that I've witnessed. And, and let's just talk about from heart health to anti-aging to let's just talk about all the breakdown of the benefits of a sauna. And I'll, the basic premise of it is we are a chemical being with billions of chemical calculations and the ability for us to maintain health is we need to be constantly putting in intaking into our body the positive energies that continually allow our body to op, to operate at its optimum state and that means three things we need to have good sleep we need to have what i would call the a good nutrition and we need to have a form of exercise that literally balances this the sauna literally today becomes what we would call what we would call passive whole body exercise. We don't have to vigorously be moving and flexing our muscles or breaking down our muscles or running. You literally can get many, and this is what probably has been the breakthrough in the last maybe 10 years at no more than what's called whole body passive hyperthermia. Yeah. And what it means you're using have the body to generate the body to re- respond to the elevated heat your body, the circulation of your heart must increase because your hypothalamus is telling your body that it needs to that it needs to cool down. So your cardio, you're getting the same type of an aerobic response, even though you're passively not moving. So That's right. A- now, now, but this is not a license to not exercise. We're just going to say that, but <laughs> your body responds. Or many people who cannot exercise or they choose right. not to. Today, we have a sedentary lifestyle, a chronic epidemic of sedentary lifestyle. It is something, the sauna itself is a great antidote to having a sedentary lifestyle because suddenly you're, you're going to be sweating immensely. And that sweating by itself is the body's mechanism to cleansing the body. Mm-hmm. Also, the sweating is also elevating all your mood endorphins. It Absolutely. is something that literally makes you feel better and it physically there. The studies that show that the you get the, many of the same similar benefits from passive response to heat as you do from active exercise. So I say a very good little example is what do they do with a baby chick? We are not much different than that baby chick. We're a mammal, so are the baby chick. And so it's the heat is helping us maximize our peak wellness. Let's say it that way. I always go back to the human growth hormone, just the the really good optimal release of that, which is going to help us be stronger, help fight disease, 
anti-aging, all the things. Yeah. So I, I think about, you have some athletes that, you know, that actually you have a fitness gym, like your saunas are, some of them are huge. So you can actually do some serious spinning classes in there or whatever workout. And let's talk a little bit about the total intensity level of a sauna. We recognize Early on, and as our companies progressed, uh, this the company, the manufacturing company we have today started in 1989, and we became famous for what's called a pod, or a today they're called cocoon pods. So it's about the length of a tanning bed, but your head is out and your body is enclosed in this sauna. So it's very comfortable. You fall asleep, and there's a collection of natural energies from vibration to the, the mood lights and aroma that and uh, cleansing air and that you're breathing from the salt or oxidized air enriched as you're in that sauna. But it, the basic premise is that it's both infrared and convection combined, again, to use heat together with all these other wellness technologies to elevate your body temperature and then make you sweat. Your head is out, so you're very comfortable and you can lay in it for extended periods of time from 10, 20, up to 60 minutes. You should hydrate very much. Definitely. Yes, definitely, because you're going to have a tremendous experience. So that was our original. We want to keep our kidneys healthy. Yes, correct. Then we've expanded into the field of the home infrared saunas. And I became very enamored with that. Like I was going to mention earlier, the original concept of infrared saunas came from Japan, and that's called Waon, W-A-O-N. And the Waon therapy is how they have approached it from a very medical point of view of using it for to literally address the different conditions. Now, at that point, the Japanese then started manufacturing in Korea. The Koreans then embraced it as their own technology. The Koreans then started becoming the main source of producing the infrared saunas. This would be like in the late 90s, early 2000s. The Koreans then exported and started using Japan, excuse me, China as the place that they, they would manufacture the saunas because of the labor and the gigantic, huge labor force there. So today, almost all infrared saunas, almost all, it's going to be some close 98% are made either generally are made in China or sometimes in, in Vietnam. If anybody says they're not meaning there, I don't think they're quite telling us the whole story. Okay. But the technology began in Japan exported to Korea and from Korea. Today, the epicenter of the infrared saunas is in China. And it's across the country. Much of it is centered in the middle of China in what's called Anhui province. And that is traditionally was a source when they made a lot of furniture there. So they had a lot of experience with wood. And the technology of showing them how to line the sauna chambers with the infrared heaters was brought originally from Japan to Korea, Korea now to China. So all these saunas are being made in China and exported throughout the world. But they're using technology that began basically late 70s, 1980s. But it takes a long time for the world basically to catch up, especially when sauna wasn't throughout the world, other than the Northern cultures, what you would call an accepted technology. And also, especially since the technology the rest of the world had always used considering sauna was either based on a fire or the heating of the stones or a traditional heater and a convection. So all besides the infrared saunas that came from Japan, the other, the traditional technology for thousands of years was convection heat. You heat it up like an oven today. It's the infrared that's become really the tipping point yeah. because it's 
not only the heat, but it's heating me from the inside out. And it's bringing into my body what I, like a light, a light nutrition that actually is healthy, that is simulating a lot what I normally would have got from the sun. And today that I spend all my time indoors under fluorescent lamps, this is not the same type of energy. And no. it helps me overcome a lot of the negativity of my sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. And that is, but going back to the athletes that are using these saunas, yes. they are seeing a big difference in their performance level, correct? And their muscle recovery. We think what we found having started with the saunas, I have to give credit to one of my daughters. She was in her sauna that in her garage down in the Chicago area. And she told me, boy, the only thing I really wish I could do was be exercise in this infrared sauna. I love my sauna. And she's got a Across the ceiling, we have the we have the salt, we have the jade stones, we have a variety of different heaters that go from near to mid to far infrared. But we also have you can choose any type of ambient of the visible spectrum. You can choose blue light or green light or yellow light or purple light or red light or white light. And while you're so all this is a collection. One insight was though. Boy, I love this so much. I do it every day, but I certainly wish I could be exercising. So bing, that was, didn't I need to hear that once. And so we took that same concept and we've taken the sauna that what we call beyond sauna. It's actually a controllable photonic chamber of all this collection. It's amazing. Television in there. Like it's incredible. It's all within replication of what God's given us as the energies that surround us that help us be a healthier wellness person. So we have created what we call the Red Fit Room, which is nine by seven. And several of the universities and professional athletic programs have now taken on the use of these Red Fit Rooms where the athletes are going in and they're exercising with all this extra energy that is based on infrared together with the salt, together with the jade stones, together with the ambient different lights. And we put a television in there so you can go online and either be inspired by your favorite, your exercise guru or your meditative guy or, or yeah. what you watch and, a football game. And what have you noticed and what have you heard from these athletes that are training? Yeah. What, what have they experienced? In, on the scientific side, there's a tremendous new body of research today that's all based on what the benefits of just the heat alone. So we're talking about in, increases in endurance yeah. and strength in toning, in mental clarity, in what they call fitness recovery. I don't need to be, I don't need to every day lift weights because every, when you're lifting weight, you're doing it. So you break down the muscle and then that stimulates the body to, re to recover. But you can actually get the same benefit of creating an uptake of your body chemistry using heat as opposed to breaking down in order to simulate the heat. So that now is being recognized as a tremendous breakthrough in what's called fitness recovery. So a lot of the athletes are now using this. For one thing, if you go and you actively exercise in a heated chamber, like we've created for the Red Fit Room that has not just normal infrared heat, but literally has 12 different natural energies at the same it's time. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense. And you're going to get some quantum gigantic increase of the benefit of that workout or the intensity and the difficulty of the workout. So you either you're shortening the time, you're going to get more results in less time. Or if you're able like over time, an athlete will be able to become heat acclimated and they can push themselves to more as their body learns to sweat more faster and be able to be acclimated to the heat. They suddenly are becoming conditioned 
So when they go and they actually perform at their athletic performance, whether it's in an NFL game where they're in the second and third quarter, and people are needing to take a break or the running backs have got too many carries or the alignment are just overwhelmed and becoming, these guys are like, are you kidding me? I work out in 150 degrees. Bring uh, it. <laughs> oh, yeah, bring it on. And they, so some of yeah. the studies will show that you can increase your endurance levels up to 30, 35%. And you, you're increasing your stress resilience, all of it. It's just, it's fascinating to me on so many levels, but even just for the layman that is not an athlete that just wants to have even better, you know what I mean? It's not, wow. You, you can, not, I can get so many gain. I can get such quantum jumps in gains. I'm not already peak and a three or 4% is going to change my life. I am so out of shape, let's say, and I don't engage in the physical exercise. I'm not an active. I don't have an engaged life where I make exercise a priority. However, yeah. if I'm what a making, great first step, oh, a great first step, yeah. sleep. Yeah. Better sleep, better energy, better, just detoxing, all of it. Clarity of mind, fat release. Yeah. All the things. No, it's so good. I love hearing from you, Steve, because you're just, like I said, a wealth of knowledge. How can people find you? And if they come in and say, hey, I heard you on Visibly Fit. I know you're going to take really good care of them, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It would be an honor and a pleasure. I feel today our company, Wellness USA, I feel our mission is literally is with without overstating it, I feel like we're, we're the, what we're doing, it, it's so satisfying because I feel we're bringing to people a positive message, a feel-good message, and showing how they can actually replicate what would be the benefits of exercise. They can replicate many of those with an activity that they can engage in. My, my mother at 96 can engage in a moderately heated sauna and receive a lot of the feel-good endorphins and the sweat that she cannot do otherwise if she's confined to a wheelchair now. Absolutely. Uh, there, it, yeah. So, that, it, so it's, there is no limit on how we can actually try to improve our health. And so anything we can do that is a positive move to try to replicate that triangle of good sleep, good nutrition, and a form of exercise is going to be optimizing. And then you have to have the discipline to do one, two, three. That's just it. The, the more that the activity that replicates exercise or is the exercise component, the more that fits into our lifestyle. And today the lifestyle, many it's a lot easier to sit on a couch and people don't push themselves, nor do we have occupations that is part of what we do. We are The sauna is very much that. So but, yeah, and the more you do it, the more you want want to do it. In fact, when we're out of town or something, we miss the sauna. So you really become accustomed to how you feel and your performance for that day and how it just it helps you with your sleep and your energy and all of that. I do want to ask one quick question before we go. There are a lot of different sauna type products out there, and this is not an infomercial. Those of you listening, yes, I have one of Steve's saunas, but it's not about that. This is about your health and getting you educated. But what I want them to hear is there's a lot of like sauna blankets. There's sauna, there's different sauna items out there. And can you let them know maybe don't waste your investment, <laughs> how to make an educated investment? Yeah. Yes. First of all, I do want to give a plug. If they would like to see what we do, our website is wellness-usa.com. So we're yes. wellness-usa.com. We, our phone number is 800-445-8418. And I'll put that in the show notes, you guys. And along with, yep. And you let them know that 
you heard visibly fit and he'll take good care of you. Yeah, we're a Minnesota-based company. But back to your question, Wendy, I don't feel that anybody has a corner on the type of equipment or methods that you can deliver heat to the body that it's going to, would I, so I don't want to say that we have the only, and this is the only one, it's the opposite. You can get benefits from a hot tub. You can get benefits from a steam room. You can get benefits from the traditional, what I call Finnish sauna or the Russian banya. You can, we certainly believe that the infrared systems that we've embraced and we have here for our saunas and our exercise room, we have one called the Red Fit Room, one called the iGym, all of those are literally taking that bent, that concept of heat and then maximizing it by adding other wellness energies that our body needs. I feel, so the problem that you might find if you're looking at the sauna blankets, there are, it's, it, there are some, I'd say the budgets are good for that because you can buy them quite inexpensively. They're not probably as comfortable. You're literally squirming in an environment of sweat. and Laying in your sweat, yeah. It's somehow it's, but on the other hand, if that's the first step, it's a great step. Anything that somebody can do to positively bring heat to the body in a manner that they feel literally lifts their spirits. I'm all for that. That's a very good unbiased answer. It's so good. Yeah, We've tried to make what I would call the most absolutely all encompassing and aware of how to add the most energy. So for in the small amount of time, you're going to do this. We're trying to make that time be maximized by bringing 12 natural energies at the same time. But in general, the anything that we can do to positively bring in the energy that we sometimes now avoid or don't receive, everything God created for us is for a purpose, and we just don't get a lot of it. So a lot of the new, what I call chronic sedentary lifestyle diseases which is obesity, a cardiovascular problem, there's big uptake in type two diabetes. All this is really an imbalance that we no longer have this nice little triangle of exposure to some of the energy. And also attrition is a whole other subject would probably take you one year's worth of podcasts you could spend on. I talk about that in my podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I feel honored that I had this chance to share Thank with you. you. I really appreciate it. And better fitness, better wellness, better life is what we want to say. And God bless you for having this podcast. Amen. And God bless you. And as you guys are listening to this podcast, it is right near Christmas week here. So if you're interested in Asana, go check out wellness.usa.com and let Steve know that I sent you and you'll be excited for your new Christmas gift, but praise God for this beautiful Merry Christmas time. So Merry Christmas to you, Steve. Thank you for all of what you're doing. And I appreciate your heart and your passion and your love for Jesus. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Wendy. That's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.